Bruce, did you run today? Welcome to the Just a Runners podcast. We're here to talk about all things running and racing on the Youngstown area's first running podcast. Here's your host and Youngstown Marathon Ambassador, Bruce McIntosh and Pico. Hello everybody, how's it going this week? Uh, we are there's a weekend and if you get a chance uh we do have a just a runner's podcast page and group on facebook if you could join those so you can be one of the first to find out what's going on with the podcast or that's where i grab people to come on to the podcast or uh for our group chats or anything like that if and um We'll be getting details out there if uh, I'm considering this, if uh, for a possible podcast meetup uh, sometime in August, it'll be the two year uh, anniversary when I started the podcast for real. Uh, hard to believe it's been two years and just thought maybe I could try to get some people out and just do, get a run in or go maybe go somewhere for lunch. Uh, haven't worked out the details, maybe I'll, Talk to a few people for a few ideas there. Uh, so, just a thought. Uh, I'm sure to put that out there as soon as I decide what we could or couldn't do. And Pico wants in. You coming in? Come on. Okay. What do you got to say, Pico? Since you wanted in. You just going to sit there? Okay, sit down. All right, and also what's going on? I've uh, been working and trying to get my miles for the great virtual race across Tennessee. Um, 1,000K, actually it's a little over that. And it works out to 635 miles. I'm actually behind the pace I need so I can get done by August 31st. Uh, I'm at 276.7 miles. Yeah, with 64 days to go. So if you figure it out, I did the math, it came out to like 5.6 per day on average. Hey, you either gotta stay in or out, Pico. I'm talking here. Okay, go ahead out. Go. I don't know, does he just want the door open? All right, well, I think he left again. And uh, let's see here. Where was I? Oh, so I got a, which works out to just over 39 miles a week the rest of the way. Uh, so that's what I have to shoot for now on between my walking and running. Last week, I had a bad July actually total. Uh, I don't have it. I don't have the total for the great race uh, across Tennessee uh, because uh the I didn't have all the I have my running total here at 117.7 there was some walking in there which I'm allowed to count uh, when I went out for some mile walks just to get some little extra in 
I don't know. Well, let's see here. I was at uh, let's see here one two seventy six point seven. Right now, I know I had one forty nine point nine uh, for May. So I'm at like one twenty six point eight. Uh, so far this month, I got two days to go. We'll be 130 something. Uh, Pico, in or out now? Okay, you hear me? All right. Uh, I can't keep opening and closing the door here. I'm trying to keep keep outside noises. You know that. You got anything to say for the audience before I go on? No. All right, and. So, I'll just have to up that mileage, oh, keep upping it. This week I actually ran, well, I ran 35 and a half, had a mile walk in there, mile point two. So I ended up with 36.7 miles, so I was finally one week here over the uh, 36 I was saying I needed from the very beginning, so just uh, got back kept on pace this week uh, I ended up doing two 10 mile runs over the weekend uh, Saturday and Sunday each were in 10 miles and I'm thinking back I think this is the first time I ever did like a two mile double digit run or two day I'm sorry uh, two days in a row where I had double digit runs so that was a little different and worked out fine um, I'm not feeling bad because of it or anything. I think I'm okay. Uh, so, uh, and I uh, just want to mention, I know with all the races that have been canceling, but as of right now, the Youngstown Marathon is still going on. I give it a good chance to still happen on October 25th. We still have some time for, uh, hopefully things will improve. They're going to get the protocol. A lot of races, some smaller races probably have a better chance of going off. They'll be able to do all their, uh, what the CDC's recommendations are. And uh, so I'm just going to go ahead and be ready for it. I'll be there doing the half as one of our, as one of the Youngstown Marathon ambassadors. You can use my ambassador code, uh, Bruce20, uh, B-R-U-C-E, all capitals, and then the numbers 20, two zero. So get signed up, be there, come out and run with me. And uh, today's podcast, uh, Don McFall joined me and we talked with Trevor Spencer of the Marathon Training Academy podcast. Yeah, another podcaster on the show. Uh, but it was a pretty good conversation and shared some information. If you haven't listened to that podcast, uh, maybe you want to give it a try if you're in the training for marathons. And they have their own training academy. Uh, if you go to marathontrainingacademy.com, you can see about their coaches and what other services they offer. And they supply a lot of good information if you're training for your training, uh, especially towards a marathon. Obviously, uh, I would hope so with that name. So if you want to take a look into them, and we'll go ahead and get started with our interview with Trevor.
Well, welcome to the Justin Runners podcast. We're here with uh, Trevor Spencer uh, of the Marathon Training Academy podcast. And just want to take a moment to welcome you. And uh, Don McFall's here to co-host with me today. Uh, how are you doing today, Trevor? Wonderful. Thanks for having me on the show. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, just want to start off with a question I'd just like to ask. How do you like to eat your pizza? What type of toppings do you like on it? Meat lovers all the way. <laughs> and I think I like pizza more than it likes me back. <laughs> so, unfortunately, I don't eat it that often. But I remember after the... Um, what race was it? Cincinnati Flying Pig Marathon. They had pizza at the finish line. And I think that was the first time I'd had pizza right at the end of a race where they were giving it out as part of the post-race food. It tasted so good. So I think pizza at the end of a marathon is the best pizza I've ever had. What year did you do the Flying Pig? I did that in 20, uh, 2017. Oh, I was there the year before in sixteen. Uh, it's a great it's a wonderful race they had a lot of food uh, unfortunately at the finish line I didn't get to see any of that stuff I had a I ended up straight in the medical tent but that's another story <laughs> according to Donna uh, told me you recently turned 40 <laughs> I did yep last month <laughs> I'm a faithful listener Trevor thank you I'm I appreciate that it's always strange when I meet listeners because they know all these things about me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's that's what I get for sharing that I turned forty. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure there's some people out there that know more about me than I know all about them. Uh, at least a couple, maybe. I think you have a lot more listeners than we do, or the, uh, <laughs> the just a runner's podcast. No worries. Yeah, well, so what got you into running? That was one thing we always like to ask. Wow. I think I was inspired by my wife. She was a runner when we met, uh, like, I don't know, 20 years ago. And she, we would go on runs together, and it was really miserable for me, but I just wanted to be with her. <laughs> and I, I would try to run once in a while, and then when... I had an idea of starting a podcast. I wanted to uh, find a topic that I, that we could both discuss together. So marathon training uh, is what I came upon. Angie had just run a couple marathons. So we started our podcast, and the condition was that I had to start running more seriously. So it was really the podcast and sharing the journey, being accountable to an audience that uh, inspired me to build up my distance. But it was hard. Mm -hmm. Well, we both, we both heard that uh, Angie completed her 50 states. What type of yes. goals do you have? It doesn't seem like you're quite as uh, motivated to run as she is. I could no, be wrong. I could be I'm wrong. Too, <laughs> I'm a lot more lazy. That's for sure. You know what I would like to do? is to run a marathon in every country in Europe. I think that would be amazing because I love to travel. Yeah. So, so far I've done the UK, Germany, Switzerland, 
And last year I went to Austria, but they had to close the course down at about 32 kilometers because of the weather. So I didn't didn't quite get that done. So now I got to go back to Austria and get that one again. So I got a long ways to go. There's like 42 countries in Europe. Wow. No, that's almost like doing the states. Right. Yeah. Uh, what, I'm sorry, what, what's Angie doing now that she's completed her 50 states? Is she on to something else? Not yet. I think maybe because of everything being canceled this year, she's just kind of waiting to see. But other than she wants to run all the world majors, you know, as probably your listeners already know, there's six world major marathons, the big six. She's already done Boston, uh, London, Berlin, Chicago. Uh, what else? She has... She still needs to do New York City and Tokyo. Okay. So it's really tough to get into Tokyo. You know, it could take like 10 years. So she, she might go through a travel company, Marathon Tours. Mm-hmm. And New York City, I don't know why it's taken us so long to get into. But uh, we keep getting rejected from that lottery. Did, but she just ran a really fast marathon, didn't she? Her, she it, did. She did. Yeah, but her time wasn't enough for New York City. That's a good question. I maybe I should ask her about that. That, I would look into that. I I qualified for New York City last year based based on my yeah, I I qualified for Boston, but the time was good enough for New York City. Okay. Wow. That's how I yeah, that's how I got into New York last year. That's great. So yeah, tell her to look into that because it you know, believe it or not, the time is a little stricter for New York City than it is for Boston. Yeah. Yep. But yeah. But she did she did qualify by like twenty minutes or more yeah. for Boston. Yeah. So Yeah, so she might have a good shot at that mm-hmm. when it when it comes back. Yeah. So yeah, I have the same goals as Angie. I wanna do all of the majors. Uh-huh. Uh, I was supposed to do Boston and Chicago, both of which are not going to happen now. So we'll get did you, there. Chicago did did get canceled. No, I shouldn't start rumors. It did not get canceled. Okay. But not yet. I'm just I'm just assuming, but yeah. 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 Fingers crossed, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I would I would say probably that's not going to happen in October. It's probably a safe bet. But and, but I have a but I have a question for for Boston because you know they're offering the virtual, you can do a virtual Boston. So I want to ask them, does that count as completing one of the majors? If you if you do it, right. So yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, and, and I'm sure uh, I'm probably not the only person with it, so I'm just going to kind of watch and see if it gets answered somewhere along the way. But, I'm gonna probably go. I, I don't know for certain, but I, I'm going to guess that it wouldn't count as one of the majors cause, just because it's virtual. Because yeah. you didn't run the actual course. Well, I guess you could go there and run it on your own, but the being that Our wasn't the actual. There, huh? <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm the one that would still be holding out hope for Chicago. This is uh, true. I know. Uh, yeah. I'm not signing up for Chicago. I'm. I'm still hoping Youngstown happens. So, <laughs> right. Yeah, ours is not as ours is not as big. The Youngstown Marathon is not quite as big, so. 
So there's still a shot at it. Um, I'm one of the ambassadors for Youngstown. And as of right now, they're still moving forward with it. So, But there's a difference between having 1,600 people and 30,000. So, Yeah, for sure. Wow. Yeah. And uh, do your boys run with you at all? Uh, they don't. My, I had a middle son that did a little bit of cross country um, in uh, seventh grade, but they're kind of into other things right now. They're they all do sports, uh, soccer, swimming, that kind of thing. But we're just seeing how it kind of naturally evolves. You know, if they want to become runners, of course we want them to, but we're not we're not putting a lot of pressure on them to do it. But my son, my youngest son, did do uh, a 5K on the treadmill because he wanted this medal for the social distancing run. <laughs> and I actually only have one medal here, even though we're sending out like 13,000 of these. I only actually have one in my possession oh. because they're they're all being sent out by a a fulfillment company the race got so big i had to hire a team so my my son is he's like have you have you got my medal yet dad <laughs> and i'm like i don't need you asking me that i have everyone else asking me that every day <laughs> i don't have to ask you i, I have it here I, with me right now i know mine's oh, here somewhere awesome. where yeah. is mine perfect i'm glad it came <laughs> it felt like Here's a marathon oh yeah. nice there we go yes, Don. Yeah. Nice, nice wall of bling you got there, Don. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you for thank you for participating. Oh yeah, we did it. A, we did it. I don't know, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It, it's felt like a marathon just to get to this point. We've we sent out about five thousand medals, and we still have you know, seven thousand or so more to go. Yeah. Yeah, we did. I did yeah. a half a few weeks back for my social distancing run, and okay. Uh, did you, were you guys? Are you guys happy with the medal? What do you think? It's, oh my gosh, they're beautiful. Oh, I, I like the medal. That, that's I why. Really nice. That was. Did you did you write on the back? It's got that white strip where you can yeah. write. No, I did not write on it. Yet, I didn't write I did on it yet. To. I want to look up my time and stuff and the exact date that we did it. Yeah. So. And then Bruce and I and another friend just did the, um, we were supposed to do the Canton Hall of Fame marathon, and that got canceled in the virtual. So Bruce and okay. I and another friend just this past Saturday ran uh. a marathon, a virtual marathon. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah. I had never done a virtual race before. Yours was actually the first virtual race I ever did when I when yeah. I went out and do the half. So, okay. uh, I have two under my belt now, and the way things are looking, I may be doing a few more just because there's not a lot of other options. <laughs> but uh, yeah, exactly. I think I think we're gonna do in a, a second edition because um, we have this social distancing run group and Facebook group that's like over ten thousand members. And I don't I don't want to shut it down, and we're gonna keep keep it going but people that already did this edition maybe they want to do another virtual race so now I'm, I'm trying to think of a, another metal design something that really catch people's eyes right so I was thinking about um, taking the Mona Lisa and 
doing like a, a modern uh, everyone of course knows this most recognizable work of art ever but I'll do like sort of a modern um, rendition of it maybe put like a face mask and some shades and call it the Corona Lisa challenge <laughs> <laughs> that's probably a dumb idea but I uh, first first you, first you gotta have some dumb ideas before you get to a good idea right how many people did you say signed up for your virtual? What did you just say? Eight thousand or nine thousand? Uh, fifteen thousand. The fifteen thousand. Yeah. Yeah. Did you hear about the great virtual race across Tennessee? Yes. Bruce yeah, and I are doing. Yeah, Bruce and I are doing that as well. Cool. Yeah, and I think they got like nineteen thousand people that are doing that. Yeah. Yeah, that thing that thing exploded. Yeah. Yeah. Angie's doing that too. Is she? Yeah, you know, we were just looking for something to keep us motivated because and, and I'm sure you feel it and Angie feels it, like just how deflated you feel like when all of your races are canceled. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's hard to even though, you know, we run for our own health. I think having that goal to look forward to and like that race to look forward to like keeps you getting out the door. So now yeah. we're just all about like getting, you know, getting our miles in to get across Tennessee. So. Awesome. Speaking of, I'm sorry, Bruce, I got another question. Go ahead. The last couple of years, you guys have done like your big camper trip across wherever. Are you doing anything this summer? I'm trying to decide. Yeah, we usually take a camper across the U.S. from our home in Pennsylvania out to Washington State, where my parents live. And actually, in 2018, we went all the way up to Alaska. Right. And An- Angie did the Juno Marathon. And people people listening probably know that Juno is on an island. So we had to uh, put our camper on a ferry, which is really interesting, from Skagway, Alaska, and then take the ferry about seven hour seven hours down to Juno. And uh, thankfully, there's a campground or two in Juneau, and people do this. So she ran that, and then we came back. It was like 9,000 miles total. Uh, so that was the biggest trip that we've done. Someday I want to go like all the way through South America. I think that would be awesome. Um, challenging, but yeah. <laughs> I think we might take the camper out, go to Washington. I don't have any big plans, though. I'm just, everything feels like it's up in the air. Right. Still yeah. Limbo. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. it's hard to really plan too much ahead. I keep saying, thinking about signing up for a fall marathon, and then yep. I'm afraid to, don't want to get my hopes up too much because there's no telling if it'll be canceled or not. And then I'm like, maybe I'll just find a virtual and run it. Uh, mm-hmm. That could be part two of the social distancing run. <laughs> yeah. But, I'd uh, like to put together some kind of challenge so it's something you can accumulate miles or cum- accumulate kilometers. So it's not just like a one time and you're done. I think and they have a medal for that. Right. I like that idea too. Yeah. Uh, well, they want to ask, what got you and Angie starting in the Marathon Training Academy? I know she's a coach. I don't. Are you a coach also? I am not. Okay. What got you to start the Marathon Training Academy? And uh, seems like it's gotten pretty big. Did you did you know how big it would get? Or 
as far as well yeah we we do it full time we've got 11 coaches on the team uh and clients that we help train for marathons and half marathons and all kinds of stuff and of course our podcast which we've been doing for 10 years um and at the time of this that we're that we're recording this where our podcast has been downloaded nine million times well wow. so <laughs> we're we're really blessed with that and we started uh started mta because i had seen just how transformational marathon training was for angie and i i started running myself and so we thought hey we could help other people and i looked in itunes there really wasn't a podcast that was very prescriptive about how to train for marathon and giving people tips and nuts and bolts now there is like lots of podcasts like that but back then not so much so yeah i kind of saw um a niche that needed to be filled in the market uh in terms of podcasts so we launched in uh february of 2010 started creating content and kind of grew an audience immediately uh for the show and then over time like added more and more yeah Do, do you listen to podcasts i do yeah what are, what are some of your favorites? Oh, man. Uh, I don't think I'm a faithful listener. Like, we're all stick with the show over and over. A lot of the shows that I started listening to when I first started podcasting, I either they're not around anymore or I don't listen to them. They were business podcasts. I think one that I, I keep going over and over back to, though, is uh, the Tim Ferriss show. Mm-hmm. It's not running specific. But he has so many interesting people, some people from uh, the endurance world, but also scientists and authors and you know famous people. And he's such a great interviewer that uh, I just love his interview style. I, I pick up a lot of tips from, from him just on that. The, the Ed Milet Show is another one that I find interesting. He's a, also sort of a business and motivational speaker kind of guy. Um, I was listening to uh, there's a new show called Daily Mind Medicine I'm just looking at my phone right here with Taylor Welch that's just a short like 5 or 10 minute uh, talk about how to be your best self once in a while I'll listen to the Joe Rogan podcast if he has an interesting guest and I got some podcasts about the history of Germany or uh, slow German because I'm learning the language but other than so I don't really listen to running podcasts per okay. se because I, I I think about running and I talk about running all day every day with right. with yeah. what we're doing. So I, I, I think I gravitate toward non-running stuff when I'm out running. Yeah. yeah. I know exactly what you mean. I got a few, I got a mixture in there too, but there are some uh, non-running ones. I sometimes like to put them on while I'm, if I'm out running by myself. And and you know like not not podcasts when we're talking about the podcast but it just brought to mind. I admire Angie and how many books that that woman can read in a year. I'm a reader, but I think how does she read that many books? So she's a savage. Yeah, she read like two hundred and 
263 books last year. Yeah. I think. <sighs> yeah, it's amazing. Like she, like today, I, I think she took today and yesterday off, and that's pretty much all she did is work out and read okay. all day. Yeah. I was only yeah, that, 260 books behind her. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah she reads faster than you, bros. I, I managed to get 54, so a book a week. Yeah. Last year. That's pretty that good. Yeah. I'm behind this year. I've been so busy with this virtual race. Right. So I uh, I gotta I gotta find some little tiny books that I can read and then count those. Catch, catch up those little them. kids' golden <laughs> books. Whip right through. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I printed her list because I, I I printed them. I remember them was kind of some of them I had read, but then I yeah I like to read as well. But yeah, gosh, she can read. So. What's your, what's your favorite part about being a podcaster? Meeting people who listen to the show has been so fun. Um, we were at the New York City Marathon last year, not to run it because we didn't get in, but we did a, an event with one of our sponsors, UCAN, and Angie was on a panel with some other podcasters, and we had like 20 or 30 fans come out to meet us and some of these people were from australia and it's just so uh humbling to think that people would come to meet me like i'm a celebrity and i'm just the guy with a, a podcast you know a middle of the pack runner with a podcast yeah but they they wanted they want to get photos with us i've had people ask me to sign their ipods um <laughs> And it's been like that, like all over the world. We had thirty people come out at the Berlin Marathon. We had, you know, thirty or forty at the London Marathon, and um, lots of European listeners, tons of Australian listeners. Someday I need to get to Australia sooner the better because we've got lots of great folks down there. But I think that's the most rewarding part is meeting the people that listen. And, and I, I mean, you probably hear this all the time. Like you really do impact you know and make a difference you know for for us listening to your show I don't know just the pe- like hearing people's stories yeah or just like the little tidbits of advice like I didn't finish it but I started listening this morning to the ultra runner that yeah. unfortunately passed away you know and just to hear people's stories like that yeah yeah exactly that's that's what we strive for is to inspire and empower yeah. people and just to keep it positive so right. we'll uh we'll stay away from controversial topics you know politics or religion or yeah, yeah. stuff because people get enough of that you know they, they there's other podcasts for that or they can watch the news right but people tune in to us because they need a break and they want to they want to hear about something running related <laughs> yeah 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 so it's good vibes all around it always is. I mean, really, it always is. It's always a great show. I appreciate it. Yeah. Do, do you have any advice for Bruce to, to, to help him along? Yeah, probably. Like, how long do you have? <laughs> I got all night. I could talk, <laughs> talk podcasting for days. I think that you, you have to start with who are you trying to reach as a listener? Who are you trying to attract to the show, and build build it around that. 
and um, every decision about the podcast that we make, like who becomes a guest or how long the podcast is, what we edit, because we do edit the show, or what we keep in, or stories we tell is all about how it impacts the listener. So there'll be an entire segments that I'll just cut out because I feel like, you know, the podcast, this episode got too long, people's time is valuable. Uh, I'll just keep it shorter. And so decisions like that, editorial decisions. But I think one important thing about when we started is I knew that I wanted to rank on the keyword marathon training. I actually started with keyword research before I even launched the podcast. And I saw that the keyword term marathon training had a very healthy search volume. Uh, 50,000 searches a month in Google or more is a healthy search volume for a topic. So I thought, um, we'll, we'll keep that keyword front and center and we'll put it in the, the, the title of the podcast. We'll make sure that we rank on it. So we're the number one show on marathon training in iTunes or probably any other podcast platform. People can go to iTunes and just type in marathon training. They don't even have to know about our show, and boom, we, we pop up. Yeah. And that's all by design. I'm sure that's how I found you. Yep. Yeah. I just I just started running about six years ago. Yeah. So I, I'm oh, sure cool. that I I'm sure I'm sure that's what I did. And 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 on it when I said that, that's how I met Bruce. So I, for Bruce, I think I was searching like uh, like a race review for like the Toledo Marathon or something, but, and I typed it in. And I found him, and I just listened to one, and then he started talking about places that, like, around here. And uh, I was like, how did I not know there was, like, a, a, he, had a he has a running group? So yeah. I was like, how did I not know there's a running group? So I started running, yeah, running nice. with him in the group, and so, That's yeah, cool. kind of cool. So you started six years ago, but, but yes. you're fast enough to qualify for New York City. That's Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So, I have a good, yeah, I have a good time with it. So. I started 15, 16 years ago, and I'm not even close to qualifying for anything. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm not close to, I'm not close to qualifying either. I'd have to run like an hour faster than my PR. Yeah, we're about, Boston. we're about the same place then. <laughs> yeah. Go out and have fun and talk about it yeah. later. <laughs> That's why I like trail marathons because that it feels like you you can kind of go slow like everyone's going slow because you're going uphill a ton and the, the point is just to finish but you're out in nature so trail marathons or, or trail ultras i think is what appeals to me most right now yeah i haven't done any trail marathons but there it's maybe someday their attitudes a lot more laid back than a road runners and I may get back to them or do one here soon. Uh, some reason I'm still obsessed with uh, getting certain road races in uh, the marathons and so when you with the pandemic with your coaches and all that has that played a how have they handled that because with everything canceling and that's got to be rough on them yeah it's hurt our coaching business uh people have uh, people have dropped off because their race got canceled yeah so we've tried to keep our clients motivated and uh, the coaches are doing a good job uh 
still helping them build up their endurance and giving them certain you know incentive and challenge challenges and, and even uh, workouts that they could do at home people that were uh, not able to leave their house but just with so many races canceled uh, people are just not looking to sign up for a running coach if they don't have anything specific to train yeah. for on the calendar so yeah it is, it's kind of taking a dive and which which is to be expected it'll be back because I think sometime next year people will be starting to train again and hopefully if there was more this fall it's hard to say you know uh, whether what's gonna happen as far as races going off and everything and there's yeah. one race here going off uh, they're gonna race a 4th of July race and I started looking at everything they had to do with it and it's like for them to put it on they're sending 50 runners out at a time running in heats and you have to stay in your car till 15 minutes before your heat goes off. You're supposed to wear a mask till the race start, till your race starts. And there's no wow. bath. So I think they said there was no bathrooms, and they don't want you hanging around the end at afterwards. You're supposed to leave right as soon as your race is over. I'm like, I'm more of a. I go there for social. <laughs> right. So I, I don't know, man. Well, I, I got to commend them for trying. I mean, yeah, they're trying. I just, it just sounds, sounds like too much uh, being too strict or something. I don't know, but yeah, the whole, you get a lot of people that are out there for the social aspect and it's uh, hard to, exactly. they're totally taking that away. It's just going to be show up, run and get in your car and go home, which some people will be fine with. Yeah, uh, I I would be fine with sitting in my car until the starting <laughs> the start, instead of standing around in the cold. Right. I'm worried about that bathroom thing. I just know from past experience that just doesn't sound like a good idea. I don't care what size race it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, when Angie when Angie did the Juno Marathon in Alaska. This was in 2018. They didn't have a bathroom anywhere the whole course. Oh. It's really strange. Really? Yeah. Starting line? They, were, they brought nothing in at the start? Starting, at the starting line, it was at a park, so there were public bathrooms at the park. Oh, okay. But the whole course, it was just a long out and back along the highway. Was, she didn't see a single Porta John. Oh, wow. <laughs> that, that is different, because I, I don't know. Every other one I've been at, you're, you're seeing different spots throughout the whole course. Did they have water stops or anything? They did. Think they did have water. You think for the volunteers out there, you'd almost have to have some. Huh. You talk about Germany a lot. Is that one of your like favorite? Is it your favorite place to go? I mean, uh, the Berlin or the, the marathons there? Some of your favorites? I do enjoy going there. Um, can you guys still hear me? I can, or did my mic drop out? I hear you. I was hearing okay. you fine. Okay, perfect, perfect. So, I've always wanted to learn foreign language, and when I got into the Berlin Marathon, I'm like, well, what the heck, I'll just start studying German. And I'm a, I'm kind of an all or nothing guy, so <laughs> I gotta totally immerse myself in it 
which means reading every book about Germany that I could find and going there every year and drinking, trying every German beer available in the <laughs> United States. And you know what? There's a there's these wonderful uh, German restaurants, the Hof, Hofbräu House. Probably, you know, people people probably mispronounce it, Hof, Hofbräu House. But it's, they have them, it's uh, huge. The original Hofbräu House is in Munich and they, the beer is amazing, but then they've franchised and some of the, I think three of their locations are in Ohio. There's one in Cleveland, one in Columbus, Columbus. and one, one in Cincinnati. And then they also have one in Pittsburgh. And I think there's only like seven in the United States. So I love to visit that those places when I'm driving through Ohio. I think I was at the Columbus one last year. It's like a German beer hall with the live music and the, the tables and the, the food and everything's really authentic. They they actually they actually import the grain from Germany. Everything's imported except the water to make the beer. And you said there's one in Pittsburgh. There's. Yeah. Okay. I know there's one. Yeah, we had a, we had a big meetup planned. We were going to do the Pittsburgh Marathon, and then we had a huge meetup. But we were going to have probably forty people. We had so many people email us that they were going to be there at the Hofbräu House after the marathon. We were going to have that meetup, but. Uh. Maybe next year. Yeah. The one up in Cleveland, I believe they have a half marathon. They started a couple years ago. I think you're right. I think I saw that. Yeah. I've been tempted That's to do it. in the summertime, I think, like yes. in August. I think it's in August. If they, yeah. uh, they have that, I was been tempted to do it because uh, we went up last August uh, and did uh, the Rock Hall the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's up there, and they had a half marathon, and we did that last August, but I think that got backed up to a, this was before the uh, pandemic started. They had already backed up there to uh, October, I believe, which I thought was, it was a, because we were training for, if you're training for a marathon, August is a good time to go out and run a half. But I may, I may look to see if they're still holding that. Yeah. But I've done the Munich Marathon, which is a fantastic race and the Berlin and someday hopefully I'll do the Cologne marathon there in West Germany. And then there's a, an ultra in the mountains near Garmisch park in Kirchen called the Zugspitz. Zugs, the Zugspitz is the highest peak I believe in Germany. And there's a hundred K and then it goes all the way down to like 50 K, but I think there's like 180 and uh, 50 K. So, that was something I, I also had on my radar to do before the pandemic was this year to go over there and try a 50K in Bavaria there in the mountains. Mm. At least you yeah, know we were supposed to do an ultra marathon this coming weekend. Yeah. Okay. Saturday and Sunday. It was like a, I forget, where was it at, Bruce? Somewhere near Canton, wasn't it? Some were close, yeah. It was one of those 24-hour ones where yeah. you just saw how far you could go in 24 hours. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. That sounds miserable. Not happening either. <laughs> <laughs> it was what? But, but it's supposed to be like, it was supposed to have been like a five-mile loop with like a really good aid station. So I kept thinking every five miles you get really good food. Yeah, it's true. So, yeah. Huh. I want like a half-mile loop so I don't have to go as far for the aid station. 
when we did our when we did our virtual marathon last weekend, Bruce's wife and daughter set up. We did it in Mill Creek Park, which is a beautiful park here. And his wife and daughter set up shop in the in the one section. And Bruce had it that we did like three like loops. So they were a little over eight mile loops. So. They were, they were big enough that you felt like you were gone a long time, but then you'd make that circle back, and his yeah. wife and daughter were there with, like, water and bananas, and we had popsicles. And orange rice. slices. So, yeah. A, yeah, orange slices, and we took a little rest, and then we were back out for another loop. So I said, I wish all marathons were kind of like that, because... Yeah. We, we passed we them up... To expect, yeah. We passed them up five times, and then we started and finished there and went through there five times to hit our water stop. That way I didn't have to worry about carrying too much water or... Yeah. That's perfect. It was, yeah, it I, I out. wish they were all like that. And, and on, it was my 10th, it was my 10th marathon. And it was my, uh, it was my favorite. It was, I, I think the pressure wasn't there. You there know, was no the pressure. pressure well, we just went in with the attitude, we're just gonna get the miles in and be happy right. with that. And That's right, exactly. yeah. Yeah. Oh. And what else? What else you got to ask him, Don? You... I think I think that all of my questions I have asked at this point. Okay. I really do. I really do. Any anything else you want to say, Trevor? Well, yeah, thank you for uh, doing the virtual half, the social distancing run. Glad your medals came, and hopefully it makes a nice addition there to your yeah. wall of bling. And thanks for being listeners to the MTA podcast as well. Yeah, yeah we. Uh, I enjoy your podcast. I know Don does too. And Hopefully we'll see you at at a race. I mean, we're, we're just one state over. Maybe, maybe we'll see you at the Pittsburgh marathon or something. Right. I think, I can't remember when it was, but it was like, I just kept missing like you and Andy at those races. Okay. You know I, mean? like, I think, I think like when you did flying pig, I may have done it like the year before. And then I don't know, you may have been at Pittsburgh or something and I had done it the year. I, I don't know. It's just like, mm-hmm. God, every single time I would, yeah, I would kind of miss, miss you guys but. yeah i'd ask once on your calendar but it's kind of pointless right <laughs> no, nothing on nothing anything. nothing uh other than angie's going to be at the marine corps marathon and i was supposed to do the jerusalem marathon and they postponed it but i haven't heard if it's still on or not for september so i don't know uh, i was really excited that would would have been my first time going to israel and I was going with a tour group with Ryan Hall, Ryan and Sarah Hall. Oh, that'd be great. And yeah, but all of that fell apart. Um, we've 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 done two races in Ohio, Flying Pig, of course, and then years ago we did the uh, Air Force Marathon. Yes. In Dayton. Yes. Yep. I don't remember which year. That 20- is one of my favorites. I, that is one of my favorite marathons, and and I've done. I think I did, only did the marathon once, but I went back and did the half almost every single year since I started okay. running. Yeah. 
and, and Bruce actually, I, I think maybe he's reached out to them and might be interviewing that Brandon, who's the race director. But cool. I, yeah, I just think that's one of the most well put on events. I, I mean, I just, yeah, it's just one of my favorites. But yeah, and, and I've done Marine Corps. Has Angie done Marine Corps before? Yeah, she's done it yeah. twice. Yeah, so that's another nice one. Mm-hmm. And that's October? October. Yeah, exactly. So she hasn't heard anything like so far. It's on. Yeah, I we just got an email from them and it said something to the effect of, you know, we are hoping for the best and we're still planning, yeah. and we're gonna try to make this happen. Yeah. But we'll let you know if we can't. Yeah, and that's what Air Force did, because I, I'm just on their mailing list just because. So they sent it out to everybody that. You know, they understand people want to plan and they're not trying to, you know, they want, they know people want to start their training. Right. They don't want to, they don't want to cancel prematurely if they don't have to. So, yeah. Yep. Exactly. I think they said within the next couple of weeks that they would have a decision as well. So. Yep. Cool. Yeah. And you said people can still sign up for your, for your social distance one? Yeah, they can. We're, we're going to keep it going all year since races uh, continue to get canceled and the idea is people can run it in honor of their unrun race yeah. or even if they don't have a didn't have a race on the calendar and they just want something to challenge themselves and of course we, we have a free registration uh, people don't care about getting a medal and then there's a paid registration if people want to get a medal and uh, people can find out more about that at marathon training academy forward slash social yeah yeah, the medal is awesome. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, and, and for me, I don't know, like for me, I look at, is that worth me paying money? You know what I mean? And, and so, and it, and it was. Well, um, with a virtual race, like the medal has to be good. Yes. yes. Otherwise. That's all you're getting. People, yeah, people are not going to sign up. I think at an in-person race, people just go to have the experience and the medals sort of a cool bonus at the end and I've been to a lot of races where I thought the medal was pretty lame Yeah. but what can you do actually some of the big races like the Chicago Marathon I thought they gave out a really lame medal Yeah. And but what can you do you know you're, you're there for the amazing experience but with a virtual race it's all about the medal right, <laughs> right. yeah yeah you have good. to have a good medal yeah and then and you're like packaging when, we, when our medals came yeah yeah we put a buff in there yeah a just, buff. just a yeah. little little surprise for the yeah. runners we like to do that uh, yeah i don't know if you saw in the facebook group that there were four ladies who replicated uh in real life what these runners are holding so they they did their race and then one lady had a bottle of hand sanitizer and one had a corona and then one had TP and then one had money in her hand, which is like okay. exactly what the four the four runners have. That's cool. And then they took a photo and posted it in the group. Yeah. Well, the one lady in our group wants to do that with the medal. She said we're going to pose like the medal. So we're going to pose in the medal. She wants to make yeah. sure we all get the right color shirts on. Right. Oh, that would be. I have to be the be person brilliant. in the red shirt. <laughs> yeah, because there's there's two guys and there's two gals. Yeah. Yeah. We Exactly. If we get it done, we'll send it to you. Uh, we'll have to make sure we get the right items. 
that's a Corona. We can do that. <laughs> that would be brilliant. Yeah, you said it was what? Oh, where's my medal? Corona, hand sanitizer, money, and toilet paper. Toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> the guy, the guy in the blue, Bruce. I think that's what you need to carry. Get a blue tank top, and you can have the toilet paper. I'm known for my orange shirts, so she already picked okay. me out to be the orange guy. But uh, I'd rather be the orange guy too. I'll have the hand sanitizer. But, but Trevor, Trevor, he's never in the front. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's in front of me, but I tell her which way to go, or she'll be lost in the park. That's true. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. Well, we we definitely will be on the lookout if you have a different one with a different medal. So. Awesome. Round two. Yeah. That'd be that'd be great. Yep. Oh. Yeah. I'll see what I can come up with. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for sharing, too. Absolutely. Oh, you will. All right. Well, thanks for being on the podcast today. It was really nice to get to know you a little better. And uh, like I said, I, I feel like I kind of knew you and from before. <laughs> we probably had the advantage there because I don't think you uh, knew us at all. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. listened to, like, you and Andrew long enough. You feel like you know you guys already. Exactly. So. Yeah. Yeah. So it was fun. I, yeah, we do appreciate it, Trevor, because when I just emailed on a whim, I didn't expect you to email that quickly back, but you do it. So we do appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. And yeah. I'll, I'll leave you with a, a saying someone in our group, in our Facebook group, said stay positive, test negative. There you go. <laughs> Good advice. <laughs> Good one. I like that. All right. Thanks, you guys. Thanks. Bye, Thanks. Have a great night. Bye. 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 Hey, everybody. Um, thanks for listening. Um, and if you have any questions, comments, phrase reports, or anything, you can always email me at justrunner65 at gmail.com.